Hey, 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 how are you? Grace, peace, love be unto you. So excited to be on here again today. Every time I have to bring the word to you, I am excited. I am nervous. I like really nervous. Um, what else? All my emotions are just like all over the place, you know, but I am excited. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think um, there's anything else out there that I would rather be doing at this stage and point of my life. I'm in my late 40s and um, I am just, I just love this. I love this. I love talking about God. I love talking about God and His goodness, His mercy, His loving kindness, and faithfulness. Um, I remember earlier on today in one of my social media posts, I made a comment that God is the epitome of faithfulness. He is the epitome of everything. <laughs> That's why His name is omnipresent, omniscience, and omnipotent. He is just, they are not, the psalmist says, there's not enough tongues <laughs> to praise him, to lift up his name. Well, I pray you're blessed today. Today is, I'm looking at the date, today is Thursday 17th, 2020, and we are in COVID-19 uh, pandemic season, okay? So, um... Everything is being recorded, both here in heaven and on earth. <laughs> so I'm making sure I'm getting my timing and everything on record. <laughs> so happy you're joining me. So happy you're joining me. Well, before I go any further, let us pray quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for this podcast tonight. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, as you've put this word in my heart tonight to to bring to your people, to bless, to bless your people, to bless us, even myself. Um, I'm, I'm just asking you, Lord, that um, you would work this word in our hearts, that we will leave, not just hear of the word, but we'll, we'll leave to become doers of this word, that the principles and, 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 and the instructions we receive from this podcast, we will go and apply it to every area of our lives that we might be, um, what's the word, is it, can I say, uh, better, uh, each be better stewards of your word, okay, Holy Spirit, I need your help, I got to call on my help, but Holy Spirit, help me, help me, Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way, so, um, so glad you're here. I am really excited about this podcast today for two reasons, because two of the topics um, that I'm going to be sharing with us today uh, has got to do with two of the main topics, uh, two of the things um, that the church, uh, believers in the church uh, experience. Okay, so basically now would be a good time, right? <laughs> to share the, the 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 name and the topic of um, this podcast. Okay, the topic is called unethical practices 
um, of the church, okay, on ethical practices of the church. What does that mean? That means the things that we're doing today in our churches, in the 21st century church, end time church, that is unethical. We have moved uh, away, so far away from um, the, 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 the commandments, the laws, the statutes. We've moved away from the original true gospel of the word so their 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 loopholes the things lacking in the church the foundations the 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 word that that the the, uh, the the word of god the the practice the the laws and the statutes and the commandments that we as believers are supposed to apply to our lives every day to give us uh, that growth, spiritual growth, to take the church forward, to move the church forward in faith and, and in, in a deeper relationship with God. Those things have been removed from the church, okay? So we've allowed, there's a lot of unethical, unethical practices in the church. Now, when I talk about the church, um, I'm not just talking about just... Uh, my location is Toronto, Canada. I'm not just talking about um, my location uh, right now, actually. I'm talking about the, the church at large. I'm talking about the church. Um, uh, some of the things um, that I'm going to be sh uh, talking to us about teaching on um, might not even necessarily be, be, this, be things, practices that are, that are dominant in the Western world. Okay, um, so there's there's um, my part of my um, part of my um, um, biblical experiences with God and walk with God too also has taken place uh, in West Africa where my uh, roots are from uh, originally from West Africa Nigeria but born Canadian grew up on both sides so I grew up in Nigeria till I was twenty came to Canada. And um, lived here for another 20, so I'm in my late 40s, so it's almost like I've lived half and half, okay, almost, on both sides of the world, you know, and I just got back, uh, just this last few, five years, I just got back into the country, so this last five years has been the most transforming five years of my walk with God, okay, so grew up, Christian background, um, had my major, major, major encounter with the Lord 2009 and from 2009 uh, onward um, um, you know that's when the, God, the Lord has been really working with me working with me spiritually you know um, but before that I was already living my life and you know I've had different different um, uh, encounters with the Lord uh, you know growing up and so forth and so but anyways um, Sorry if I sound a little bit all over the place. That's just me. <laughs> you, you have to try and uh, concentrate. Uh, and by the way, now will be a good time to share. If you're going to be busy, if you're busy, if this is a busy time for you, um, I will advise that you pause this podcast and wait till a time where you really have the time to sit down 
and listen because I don't know how long this is going to take. I'm praying. I'm trying. I'm going to try and keep it as as short as I can. But as I um, as I teach, as I go through the word, I also um, like to share uh, bits and pieces of my life and testimony in it because most of the things I'm teaching, um, uh, most of the things. Uh, that I've lived where my Christian walk has taken me to, you know, so it's, it's, it's unavoidable, uh, for me <laughs> to be, to teach and not, um, have a reference point, um, to share with you. Okay. So, um, get used to it. That's just me. This is, um, um, all, you know, I'm teaching from my life, you know, where the, where, where God has taken me, the things I've been through. And those are, those are the points. Uh, from where the Holy Spirit is is uh, uh, teaching me and giving me uh, um, a revelation from uh, to to share about the Word and things like that. So you know everything is just kind of a nice little um, how do I call it salad bowl, <laughs> salad bowl, fruit bowl. <laughs> okay, um, just one second. I gotta get some water. Okay, now, without any further ado, <laughs> pardon me, pardon me, okay, so, um, let's, let's get right into it, okay, let's get right into it, we've prayed, yeah, we've prayed, and, um, you know what, I just want to sing a little song, because I am so excited about the Lord, I am so excited about the Holy Spirit, I am so excited because um, it's been a long journey for me um, with the Lord. It's been years. <laughs> it's been years, you know, and um, this is my season um, of sweetness, you know. Um, I'm in the season where I am, I can say, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, that is, that is for me right now, that is what is happening to me in my walk. You know, okay, so just in case you're wondering, you know, oh, how, why is she always so happy? Why, why is she always so this? Why, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I had bitter seasons. I had seasons where, where I didn't even know who I, who I, I had lost the me I knew. I had seasons, I had seasons of tears. I had se different seasons. So right now, in this point of my walk with God and and where God has me, is 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 I am I am tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. So every now and then, I'm you know I get my my my, my belly just bubbles up and <laughs> rivers of living water just bubbles and and um you know I, I just. You know, sometimes I might just be quiet for a minute and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will just drop, you know, an instance, just remind me, you know, remember when this, remember, and I'll just be like, oh, Lord, oh my God, oh my God, yes, 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 you know, and, and, and I just start talking to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I talk to him like, you know, he's, he, because he's right there with me, you know, so he's my best friend, he's my, he's my everything, he's my helper, <laughs> he's been there with me when no one was there, so... I am used to talking to the Holy Spirit, you know, like he is physically right there. He's my, he's my everything, you know. So he reminded me of incidents. You remember that, remember that time you were praying and you waiting on the Lord and remember what happened. And I just, I'll just go off on a different, <laughs> I go off on a different realm. 
Okay, okay, let's get let's get to it. Let's get to it. I am glad you're here. I'm blessed you're here. I'm blessed you're listening. Okay, so now the topic again uh, for today that we're going to be talking about is called unethical practices of the church. Okay, so I have some notes written down, so I'll read from my notes and then go from there. Okay, so I have here says every time we obey an instruction from the Lord and start the project. So whatever God puts in our hearts and tells us to do, um, just taking, just being obedient and taking a first step, even if we don't understand how it's going to happen, you know, just take the first step towards what God has put in your heart towards what he has told you, you know, as we take the first few steps, God reveals more. As you step, he reveals more. Most people worry about a year from now. You see, this is, this is one thing I have, I have, uh, I have learned in my walk with God. Um, I don't, I don't worry myself anymore of oh what's gonna happen three months from now like right now in this season this is COVID-19 and and you know there's so much um, mental chaos everywhere people are afraid the world is afraid every everything is you know God has shaken everything COVID-19 has shaken everything that can be shaken systems people uh, nations you name it everything you know so we are all now having to um, um, uh, watch the dust settle and um, we have to get up and find ourselves wherever we find out you know wherever uh, 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 we might be we have to find ourselves and and, and the, the Holy Spirit gave me some a word or something so sweet um, yesterday you know um, and, and and he was saying this is a time to build to build up that in our prayer time we should be praying for direction Lord what should I be doing right now, especially in this COVID-19 season, especially as the church? Because the word says when others are saying there, there is a casting down, the church is saying there is a lifting up. So this is a time for the church to be lifted up. This is a time for us to be lifted up. So in our prayer closet, what should we be asking of the Lord in, 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 in the sense of, you know, Lord, what is my next move what do I do now now that you know things are this way what how do I step you know in the right direction so we're praying and asking the Holy Spirit for direction we're asking for insight Lord what is my next move what do I do okay and when we pray and ask for these answers look for it the way the Lord works I've, I've gotten to the point now I I, uh, you know, I, I, I um, how do I say it now? Um, I, I know how the Lord speaks to me, and I know when I pray, I know how I get my answers. You know, I'll share a little nugget. God used trouble, okay? Just listen to this. Trouble is the GPS of heaven. Trouble trouble in your life trouble around you trouble any type of trouble that is connected to you when you pray any kind of trouble trouble is the gps of heaven okay so right now the trouble 
that we see as COVID-19, okay, is a trouble for the world, for the world, but it is a GPS for the church. So this is a season for us to be building up. We need to be building up. What does that mean? Build what God has given us. What has he said? What promises has he made? What is the direction? Okay, so I'm going to jump back into um, the word here. Okay, he says, the more he reveals, the more he reveals, most people worry about a year from now, have faith and let God lead. That's another thing we, you know, we each have to ask ourselves. In my walk with God today, in this COVID-19 pandemic season, who is leading? Am I allowing God lead? When we pray, allow God to lead. How do you know that he's leading? Watch the events that take place around you. Watch what is happening. When you pray, watch for the answer. The answer is trouble. <laughs> that will come. Yes, God uses trouble, resistance, disappointment, rejection. You pray about something, then all of a sudden you're expecting to get, oh, it's going to be a positive answer. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, trouble brews. Something just happens. Somebody says something, you know, or something just happens. You know, God is using it as a GPS to get your attention for the next move. So watch. So watch. When you pray, watch, watch the trouble that happens right after you pray. Watch the news you receive right after you pray. Watch the events, get a journal, write them down, okay? So that you can master how God speaks to you. God speaks in different, different ways, you know? God speaks to us all differently because we have different characteristics and attributes and, and um, character traits and, and whatever, but there are, you know, um, specific general, you know, ways uniformly in which God speaks to us as people and as the church, okay? But for, in you, for you, you have to discover how God speaks to you, okay? So, moving forward, <laughs> all right? Okay, first, I want us to go straight to Scripture. Let's go to 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9. Let's see what it says. Let's see what 1 John... I'm reading from the New King James Version. Okay, so 1 John... 1 John? Do I got the right Scripture? No, sorry. Yeah, 1 John, yeah, yeah. 1 John 1, 9. Yeah, I was going in <laughs> a different direction. Okay, I got it. So, 1 John 1, 9 reads, what does it say? It says, he who says he is in the light. Okay, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my bearings. Hold on. Okay, got it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so why am I sharing this scripture? Because I want us to talk about two major uh, um, topics today in the church, okay? 
that are unethical. Um, to be honest, I haven't really seen it uh, on this side uh, of the world, okay? Um, but back in Africa, where I'm coming from, um, this was something that um, that I noticed and something that I saw, okay? So, um, basically, the scripture of 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. This season is our time of building. How do we build as the church and as the people? We have to return back to the old truths. We have to go back to the narrow way, the narrow path. We have to go back, you know, to the old uh, pathway that was established from old. Okay, what does that mean? Going back to the original gospel, going back to the times of Abraham, going back and coming back through Moses and coming back through all the patriarchs, okay? And um, return back to those values, those things that uh, um, gave them, because they are our examples. And in the New Testament for us, the, the, the apostles, the disciples, you know, these are all witnesses, right from Abraham, right down to the book of Acts, where we have the apostles, Apostle Paul and everybody. They are all examples, witnesses for us to follow. The Word of God is also the book that has been given for us for godly instruction. Okay, all right. So, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, so, we must confess our sins how do we confess our sins we're talking about let's talk about the the let's talk about the sins of the church okay we'll put it that way so the sins of the church the sins of the church the unethical practices of the church okay um i'm gonna ask a question have you ever been in a church where your life issues became the sermon on Sunday, Sunday morning, okay? Now, what happens to that person, okay? Now, we're going to talk about two major, um, two, uh, 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 major topics, two things that I believe, you know, that the church has to address. We have to address it. It, we have to expose it, we have to repent from it, and we have to turn from it, okay? Alright, so, the two things are, number one, offenses. Offenses in the church. Conflict. How does the church handle offenses in the church? And how does the church handle conflict? Okay? So, going down what happens to that person that just had their life um used as a sermon on sunday in church okay now when we talk about when we when we talk about ministry when we talk about church ministry is very deep very very deep okay now so we're used to talking about you know a congregation okay uh, the congregation, you know, we're talking about, okay, sins of the congregation. Now, let us flip the coin around. 
What if the sin is not the sin of the congregation, but the sin is from the, uh, the, the fivefold? How do we handle this? How do we perceive it? How do we address it? And how do we look at it? Okay, let's go down further and, 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 and let's talk a bit. The first thing I want us to talk about too is church offenses. Okay, what are some of the things that cause church offenses? Not coming from the congregation, but coming from the fivefold. Okay, coming from the fivefold to the congregation. There are lots of people today, some people will not go to church because they've been offended. Things have happened in the church, you know, that has caused disappointment, that has caused uh, wounds, offenses, issues that are unresolved. Okay, so let's let's take a look and, and, and see. Church offenses. Why do many Christians get hurt in church? Could it be our attitude is carnal? Okay. Now, for instance, when when um, when a person goes to see a medical doctor for treatment, okay, they follow they 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 they, they follow a procedure. A medical doctor has a procedure that he follows in his office. Okay, you go to the doctor, you fill out a form. To get your personal information okay to get your family history background okay why for better consultation okay for better consultation if, if, if you're, you're going to the doctor for the first time okay and uh, you fill out your form and you fill out the information that's required and requested from you you know and then when they read through your your form then the doctor can recommend uh, what tests they are going to give you. The church, the church also is a spiritual hospital. Because the church has moved away from the original gospel, how does the church heal from false prophets, false teachers? How does the church heal? Okay, so let's, let's, let's see what's going on. It says, church also is a spiritual hospital for the souls to, to, to get refuge. When people come to church, it is, a, it is a spiritual hospital. People go to church because they are broken. They are hurt. They are looking for Jesus. They want to be healed. They want to be delivered. Okay, so that should be the last place where people go to get hurt emotionally wounded by the church that should be the last place okay people are not supposed to come to church and feel you know judged by feel judged by by um judged by people in the in the church in the congregation judged by by the fivefold made to feel less valuable as a person you're not supposed to go to church and lose your self-esteem <laughs> okay all right let's see let's go down what else do i have in my notes here 
Now, for instance, let's talk about um, when a person has a private counseling session, okay, with a man of God or a woman of God. Now, that information is personal. It should not become the topic of the church or become an issue that is thrown out there to various members of the congregation. These are unethical practices that goes on in the church. Not necessarily in North America. I don't know North America that way. But I'm talking about, you know, other parts of the world. I know it goes on in Africa. I know it goes on, you know, uh, in Nigeria. I don't know any other African countries. I, you know, I haven't been, so I can't... Uh, group everybody I, I can only speak from um, my point of reference okay so this is so this becomes the, the topic of the church it becomes an issue that is thrown open to various church members you know for them to 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 criticize, to, to give their opinion, to, uh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, a medical doctor, okay, cannot give out the medical information of his patients. It is considered confidential. So also a man or woman of God that God has given a congregation to or an assembly of people to or an office of people to cancel. You know, you are not supposed to vouch their personal information because they're coming to you trusting you that whatever they share with you should be confidential and private. There are boundaries that need to be followed, even in as a professional, as a professional, even in the fivefold, even in the fivefold. You know, because we can't, you, we can't treat God's people. God's people cannot be treated. Um, um, uh, how would I say it? Um, uh, uh, um, cannot just be treated as we please. A shepherd takes care of the sheep. It is only a wolf when something happens, exposes the sheep. He'll take off and leave the sheep there to be to be devoured by whatever uh, animal is trying to, to come into the, the sheepfold. That's what the Bible says. Okay, that's what the, so these practices should not be seen in the church. There's a way to handle their ethical things that go with the kingdom of God, spiritually and physically. Okay, let's see what else I have in my notes. Now, the people that come for counseling should be protected by the information that is shared 
in a counseling session. Okay? Like 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 um like the people in Vegas would say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> what happens in the counseling session stays in the counseling session. And that is how it should be. Because the minute information, personal information of church members are being shared with other church members, it sows, you know, it, 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 it um, how do I say it? It, um, you know, there, there are certain things not everybody should know about you. There are things that are private. There are things that are private. You know, if the if the person coming for a counseling session uh, or, or, or is, is trusting you with their personal issues because they're believing that you're in a place of authority where you should understand what your personal boundaries are and limitations are, um, you know what I mean? They don't expect that after sharing with you, they will hear the matter in the mouth of a fellow congregation. When it, what do you call it? I don't know if that's the right word. Congregation, congr congregationist. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right English word. I, I pray it is. A congregationist. <laughs> the English word is deep too. You know. So these things should not be happening. These things wound the church. They hurt the bride of Christ. Alright, let's see what are my notes. Um, another thing. Another thing. You know, Proverbs 20, <clears throat> excuse me, Proverbs 20, 19, 19 to 20 reads, I'll read it from the New International Version. Okay, let me go there quickly. Proverbs, Proverbs 20, Proverbs 20, 19, 20 reads, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, okay, just not, not even 19, 20, just, just uh, Proverbs 20, 19 reads, it says, a person who talks about others tells secrets. So avoid anyone who talks too much. The thing about people that talk, that share other people's secrets is if they come to you talking about somebody else, they'll go back to that person or someone else to talk about you. If they're talking about somebody, if they're talking about somebody else to you, you better believe they're talking to you to somebody else. It's a vicious circle. It should not be found not amongst the fivefold. Congregation, you can say, yeah, okay, you know, they're still growing, you know, some of them, are, you know, everybody grows different levels. You know, some of them are, you know, are still drinking milk, you know, but not the fivefold. These are unethical practices that should not be found in the church. Okay, now uh, let's talk about, we're still talking about conflict. Okay, oh uh, yeah, hold on, hold on, I just want to make sure. No, sorry. Um, 
offenses. We're, we're talking about offenses. The next topic is conflict. We're still talking about offenses. Okay. Um, how people get offended in the church. And sometimes because of this practices coming from the fivefold. When I say fivefold, I'm, I, I, I mean coming from any one of the fivefold. You know. So any one of the fivefold that has a congregation that is sitting under them or that is, you know, teaching or, 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 or pastoring a congregation. Okay, let me be, spe be specific. Okay, let me be specific. Anyone that is pastoring a congregation should not be found sowing discord among you, their own congregation members. It is unethical. It should not be seen or done in the church. These things bring offenses. And these are some of the reasons why people sometimes leave certain churches. When you have a minister that doesn't know how to keep a secret, they don't know how to, to conceal the, the, the delicate information of their members. It is wrong. It is wrong. People are being wounded. Okay, let's see what else. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Now, when these things happen, one, they feel betrayed. When a person comes to a, a medical doctor for treatment, they fall. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Sorry, I'm going back on my uh, notes here. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, okay. Now, something else also, okay, that causes offense. When you have a minister, now, we're not talking about a minister that is dealing with uh somebody else's congregation we're talking about a minister dealing with their own personal congregation okay now an issue might arise between two of the members now the fivefold now decides to take sides when you when you when you when you have a flock of, of 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 sheep, you don't pick sides. It is unethical. You don't pick sides. It doesn't matter if one if the if, if the one comes and and you know they 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 so extra tied or the, you know they 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 give you pers they give personal gifts and and things like that. You don't pick sides. And when one party confides in you, because you are the you 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 are the, the, the authority in charge of these people. So if anything is taking place and going on, you are the body, you are the, the authority that issues you know are brought to. You are the one that takes care of the issue. You know. Now I don't know if this happens in big churches this scenario i'm talking about happens in small churches 
okay so maybe not necessarily the big churches but small churches and I know that this is one of the reasons too why some people don't like small congregations because they believe it is too small things might get sticky you know people get into your business people you know these are some of the things that scare some people away and they they rather a big congregation okay so we're talking about some of the so 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 that is a disadvantage you know so even if it's a big church even if it's if it's a big congregation if it's a small congregation these practices are unethical they should not be seen in the church it's different if you're dealing with if it's the congregation but these practices should not be found in the fivefold okay because the, the fivefold is supposed to teach and equip the church you know so if you're supposed to be teaching me and then I'm the one now teaching you how does that look and how does it sound you know it it it, it makes it it, it 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 raises question okay it raises question the Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first you know so it's um it's very ironic how some of this scripture you know um, plays out plays out so as fivefold ministry when we when we're dealing with a body of people we should not take sides especially for small congregations see when 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 it's a, when it's a big congregation you're able to delegate work you know you have your various departments that take care of various various things and you know and um, there, there are certain things and certain issues that never come to your table because they have delegated departments but when you're dealing with smaller congregation it is more touchy it is more sticky and is more sensitive so the fivefold should be more sensitive we should be more sensitive because we are dealing with God's children and Jesus says if you hurt any of these ones okay there's a report there are spiritual repercussions so we should be careful fivefold should not be acting like wolves fivefold we're supposed to shepherd you're supposed to shepherd those that you know that your office has been assigned to we're supposed to shepherd them with love we're supposed to shepherd them with gentleness even if we're correcting there's 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 a way there's a way to correct adults and there's a way to correct children okay there's a way you there's a way to correct me that I'm that I'm not going to feel um, that I'm not going to feel less than you know yes you know correction is you know it's it's um how do you say it you know um, not everybody can handle correction that's 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 true but there is a way you can correct someone okay and they receive it and they understand and know that 
you love them, but, you know, certain things have to be said, certain things have to be corrected. And there is, there's a way you can, you can correct someone, your tone, your presentation can, you know, portray a totally different picture. You know, so we have to be sensitive. We have to be sensitive. You know, even though we're correcting people, you know, correcting, you know, the congregation, you know, there's a tone, there's a way, you know, yeah, you can raise your voice if it's needed, you know, but there's also a way you can do it, you know, so that by the time you're done, um, the, the individual understands that, you know, they don't hate me, they love me, and I am being corrected, you know, so it is received that way, okay, so um, we have to be careful, we have to be, we, we, not, not even careful, we have to be sensitive, that's just, that's the right word, we have to be sensitive um, to how we minister, you know, to the church, okay, all right, so no taking sides, let the matter be fair, be fair in your judgment. Be fair in your judgment. Be fair in your judgment. Okay? Be fair in your judgment. Call both of them to the table. If there's a conflict, two members, two congregation members, if, if, if call both of them to the table. All, all of you sit, you know, okay, this, this, this person present your case, you present your case, and you as the fivefold, you now you analyze you know listen to both sides and that's another thing you cannot nobody can you nobody can judge a matter correctly or righteously or fairly by just hearing one side of a story it's not done it's not done you don't hear one side of a story and make your conclusions about the other person these practices are unethical when there's a when there's a conflict when there's a situation when there's an offense involving both two members of a particular congregation both members should be called and addressed okay both sides should be heard and you proceed from there all right okay so that takes us right into the second uh, topic called conflict okay so let's talk about conflict yeah let's talk about conflict all right okay uh, let's take a look at scripture Matthew 5 19 let's quickly 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 take a look at Matthew 5 19 Let's see what Matthew 5.19 says. Matthew 5.19. I am almost there. 5.19 says. 5.19 says. Where am I? Uh, 5.19. 5.19. It says, do not ignore even one of the least important commandments. And do not teach others to ignore them. If you do, 
you will be called the least important person in the kingdom of heaven. So basically, this is what we're talking about. You know, don't neglect these commandments. Don't neglect, do not ignore even one of the least important commandments. Okay, especially when we're dealing with a congregation. Okay, let's see what conflict. Okay, let's see. How do Christians handle conflict in the church and outside the church? What is the right way to handle conflict? You know, so many times in church, um, a believer will, um, you know, have an argument with another believer, you know, uh, uh, or they might be two believers having a discussion and an argument breaks out, okay? Difference in opinion, difference in uh, belief, okay? And conflict starts and conflict arises. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so how do we handle, what is the proper way to handle conflict? The Bible tells us the proper way to handle conflict. Most times when things happen to us in church, it is very n normal. We begin to tell everybody and anybody that will listen. Okay, that is unethical. According to the Bible, it is because, um, let's see, where are we? Let's see, um, Matthew 18, 15 to 17 tells us, gives us the proper instruction of how to handle conflict. And this, as Christians, this also applies to our lives outside the church. So as a Christian, anyone you meet, there is a way as a Christian, the right way to handle conflict. Okay, there is a right way to handle conflict. Let's go to Matthew 18, Matthew 18, 15, 17, and see how that, let's see what it says. Matthew 18, 15, 17, Matthew 18, 15, where am I? Almost there, almost there. 15, Matthew 18, 15, 17. It reads, it says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Alone. That's the key word I'm emphasizing. The Bible says, if your brother sins against you, if you're, brother, if you're offended by a church member, go and tell that person, not all the other people in church, not everybody else in church that has an ear that wants to hear the gossip. Matthew 18, 15 tells us, Go, if your brother sins against you, offends you, go and tell that person one-on-one. -on -one. Go and tell that person, just the two of you, alone. Okay? 
if he hears you, you have gained your brother. That means if 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 you can say, hey, listen, uh, um, uh, Susan, you know, can I please talk to you? Can we please, you know, can we go outside? Can we please talk? Okay, pull that person aside from the rest of the congregation, from from everyone else. Go somewhere quiet. Bring up the issue. Let them know what they did and how they offended you. Okay, now let's see what it says. 16 says, But if he will not hear, take take with you one or two more. So if you if you if you try to resolve the issue one on one and they don't want anything to do with it, okay. It gives you a second instruction. It says, But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. So now it's telling you find a person so that person can be a witness and go to your brother and if he refuses to hear them then tell it to the church so first you tell the person that has offended you you approach the person that has offended you you know let them know in a nice polite way not harshly not in a screaming yelling voice <laughs> because I wouldn't listen to you either so if you tell them nicely pull them aside nicely and then bring up the issue explain your part tell them you know why you offended how they offended you how they hurt you and if you're able you know once you shared your part then they can share their part and then both of you resolve it Forgive each other, hug yourself, and, 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 you know, you've won your brother. But if they say no, then the next thing to do is get a witness. Tell someone else, bring that person to the, to the, to the person that has, that has offended you. Bring someone with you so that the person is a witness and try again and see if your brother will listen to you. If they refuse, there's a third instruction now it says tell the church okay but if he refuses even to hear the church let him be to you like a hidden and a tax collector that means leave them alone let them be on their own disconnect yourself and let it be okay so that is how we handle conflict so even in the world, so if you're in your workplace as a Christian, an issue arises, you know, you're offended, you're offended, you know, take the time and approach and approach them. Okay, so well, that's it. The time is up. My time is up. That's it for today. Okay, so I pray this word blessed you. I pray you were blessed. Okay, I pray you were blessed. Jesus is Lord. Let us apply these words to our lives. And until the next podcast, you are blessed. Bye-bye.